welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com my name is abhishek and this issue's cover is of course about one of india's hottest internet properties being snapped up by an american giant walmart uh, bought a stake in flipkart not too long ago and uh, this deal uh, promises to shake up the e-commerce industry joining me on the call uh, to talk about it all is uh, the cover story author samar shrivastava hi samar always nice talking to you thank you abhishek for having me there was this news about flipkart wanting to sell some stake to bidders but suddenly overnight uh, after some speculation walmart indeed had the last laugh uh, if it turns out to be that way uh, and what is there in it for flipkart to start with let's look at it from flipkart's perspective flipkart has been burning cash for the last you know ever since it was set up they had regular rounds of uh, of capital infusion but you know you needed somebody to run the business you're better off having the business run by an owner rather than by financial investors because financial investors are going to look for short term returns whereas an owner will look for slightly longer term returns so flipkart you know wanted to sell itself to someone who would then run the business with a longer term lens and walmart fit the bill now what's in it for walmart walmart needs to show that it can run a web business profitably because in the US it's having to compete with Amazon and Amazon is really winning that battle in terms of amount of goods shipped in terms of eyeballs in terms of market cap etc etc Walmart is priced as a traditional brick and mortar retailer whereas Amazon is priced as a web company that has potentially limitless growth and so Amazon uh, Walmart needed to show that it can acquire a web business an e-commerce company and run that profitably whether they able to pro- able to do it profitably in the long term remains to be seen but they've made an acquisition and we'll see how it goes and they haven't had uh, all that success in india right they had come here for the first time in 2007 they had some 20 odd wholesale stores which did not generate uh, too many revenues and at the same time it appears to be a global push for them to get into e-tail they bought jet.com last year for some 3 billion dollars and uh, another uh, trouser selling outfit so is this part of their larger game to compete with uh, amazon walmart's entry into india in 2007 uh, didn't work out as planned for the following reasons the indian government does not allow a foreign company to set up brick and mortar retail stores what you can do however is set up stores that then sell to the wholesale channel the wholesale channel really is it could be your kirana shop buying from you it could be hotels buying from you essentially anybody who's not a re- an end customer is your wholesale channel and you can then buy from walmart and so you have walmart you have metro wholesale you have a couple of other companies i think carrefour was also there but they've shut shop um, these foreign companies have set up shop to sell only to the wholesale channels so so what happens is that when you have the wholesale channel you have much lower margins and it then becomes that much more difficult to scale up although it's not impossible the walmart has set up 20 something stores 23 stores if i'm not mistaken and they have a business of about 500 million dollars but 500 million dollars really doesn't move the needle for walmart you know that business has really not been able to scale up as rapidly as they'd hoped they'd also hope that regulations would change and they'd eventually be able to set up stores uh, to sell to the end customer but that hasn't happened you write and i quote you an indian e-commerce venture profitable and sustainable will remain a mirage for years to come give us a sense of how much are these e-commerce players bleeding uh, in india i think none of them is making money right I, flipkart loses money on every shipment so there is no e-commerce company in india that makes money the reason why e-commerce companies offer discounts is because 
every customer wants to touch and feel what he's buying. He wants to see for himself what he's buying. And when you can't do that, you need to compensate that by offering discounts. Now, that works great in some categories. For example, when you buy a mobile phone, you don't really care if you can see it up front or not. But when you're buying, you know, say clothing, you really want to see it up front. It's this sort of thing that really has to be compensated through discounts. And as a result, there really is no e-commerce company that's making money. Flipkart lost about 8,800 crores last year. So that's $1.7 billion last year. And the worrying thing for a lot of these ventures is that they really don't have a clear sustainable path to profitability. At least today, you don't have a clear sustainable path to profitability. And if you've been in business for 12, 13 years and you're still not making money, I'm not really sure as to whether you're doing the right thing or not. And that really is a worry for all of e-commerce in India. Because unlike China, where order sizes are much larger, where payment costs are much lower, where returns are much lower, companies have been able to make money and they have been able to become sustainable businesses. That's still not the case. So are are these companies then perhaps today going for the the valuation game as we keep reading about it that you know how much is your company valued profits might come later hopefully but does that get talked about far more in india than making money at the end of the day that's exactly right at present every e-commerce company is just playing the valuation game and you need to have some some sort of business model where you can show that you're gaining on market share and losses be damned for the time being uh, and you get your valuation. Everybody's playing that game today. Right. And uh, how big is the market? One statistics says that only 5 to 10% of people in India have purchased anything online ever. The size is $15 billion today. America is $500 billion. China is double of that. Is it that it will take far longer for any of these giants to make money if uh, they keep uh, this discounting game on, given that they have deep pockets? Right. So the the correct number is that you have 70 million customers who buy online at present. That is expected to become 200 million in the next five years. Companies are hoping that at that size and scale, they can then make money. That's still a hope. We don't know whether it will happen because several other things need to fall into place. Your order sizes need to improve. Your logistics costs need to reduce. Your payment gateway costs need to reduce. Your cash and delivery rate needs to reduce, etc., etc., etc. So a lot of things need to change. But having said that, I think the one statistic that most people are reasonably confident about is that over a five-year period, e-commerce should grow every year at 30-35% a year. And that's a huge growth rate to play for because you don't have too many industries, uh, even in, forget worldwide, even in India that are growing at these rates. So when you have such high growth rates, there's still a lot to play for. You just need to reach that inflection point where you start making money. And that is not clear at present. You quote a report by Morgan Stanley, which uh, reckons that there'll be 100 million more customers in the next decade, and many Mm. of them will come from tier two, tier three cities in India. What about offline retail? How are, uh, whether it's Mr. Biani or others, how do Mm. they look at e-commerce? Do they see people uh, flocking these sites instead of their stores? So I think they're very clear that they want to protect their existing offline businesses without getting into a direct confrontation with the online players. Because whenever they've, whenever they've tried doing that, they've seen that the online players can just burn cash endlessly. And that's not 
a game they want to play or that's not someone they want to compete with. So they're very, they're very focused on protecting what they have offline. And they have reasonable moats offline in the sense that, look, you have a national network of stores, you have so many customers who come in every day, you have a profitable model, etc., etc. Why would you want to then get into the online space and you know have to compete with the discounts offered etc cetera, etc cetera. so they're just they're just protecting what they have and uh, you know mr biani said that he he thinks that the distinction between online and offline is an artificial one what you need to look at is the cost of doing business and the cost of doing business in india remains very very high for categories like grocery where your margins are sub 10% the cost of doing business is above 15%. So you just cannot, you know, make money in a lot of these categories. And if you've covered DMART uh, in the past, you write that they believe home delivering groceries is the fastest route to bankruptcy. So they do not have too much faith, uh, these offline retailers, in, 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 the offline, in the online model. Well, DMART, what DMART is saying is correct because if you look at Big Basket, which is a specialized grocery company, they are losing money and they're nowhere close to making money and their losses are just increasing every year. So DMART is absolutely correct when they say that since groceries are bulky and since the margins are low, you need the customer to come to the store to collect. Uh, one, one model summer in the US is where you could still place an order on an offline retailer on the internet and then they pack the stuff for you you've already paid it via credit card and then you you have these centers where you could pick it up is that uh, something that indian offline retailers would be looking at that is exactly what divart is doing they're getting the customer to come to their pickup points and pick up their orders it remains to be seen how excited the customer is about doing that because I think you, if you go to a store, you want to shop and you want to see everything before you pick it up. They've also said it's an experiment. They're using it as a learning platform right now. And so it's still early days on that one. Where do you see all of this going? Now you've got Alibaba back, Paytm, uh, Amazon and uh, Flipkart. Where will this head further? Will there be more players? And if there are, will there be consolidation? Who will make money? Who will be the last man standing? I don't think there'll be too many more players. And right now, it's very difficult to comment where this will head. You just need to keep watching who's losing how much money. And I'm, the one thing is certain that Amazon is not going to give concede an inch of the Indian market because they've lost the Chinese market. They're nowhere in China. Same with Walmart. So this is going to be a global a global battle for them. And uh, the customer will benefit definitely. It's a great deal for customers, yes. Summer, thank you very, very much for your time on this one. You're most welcome. All you listeners, get this podcast on uh, ForbesIndia.com and on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818.